Welcome to I Can Ship It. I'm Annette. And I'm Ashley. And this is episode 16. Who knew we was going to make it this far? Right. But we do like talking shit. And, you know, talking our shows, talking about people, talking about things we love. And some things that we don't love so much. Um, which is probably going to be the case for today. Because we got to wrap up on L Word Gen Q. And if you listen to our first piece on Gen Q, we were... Totally excited about this show. Super stoked. Super I mean, we had high hopes. We had our OGs coming in with Shane, Alice, and Bet. We thought we were in good hands. I, I can't say mm-hmm. that we're not, but we did not love it. So we'll just nope. go ahead and put that out there. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, I was disappointed. I got to say, I was disappointed. Like, I felt that, and you know what? Most of it, it comes from something else that I'm the most disappointed in. But if I'm going just based off of just watching the show, mm-hmm. the episodes that I watched anyway, I just, even from episode one, I just, I didn't feel it. It just didn't feel, I don't want to say it didn't feel right, but it just didn't feel like, well, you the know. first episode for me, I had high hopes. It didn't blow me away. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, we got kind of our introduction to... We get to see our three originals, and then we got to kind of meet the the main four of the new cast. Um, and I have watched all eight episodes, 100%. Then um, we kind of got to see a little bit of their life and kind of who they were and where they were. Like, we were just meeting these characters. But I'll admit, I had zero attachment to any of them. And that's very unlike the first, the first iteration of The L Word. I mean, that first episode... That pilot episode, like, I was hooked straight up, 100%. I had characters I loved. And I I don't know if it was because we were expecting that with this or if we were just expecting too much because we'd been waiting so long for this to come back. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we both knew it was going to be different. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, anytime they do a reboot or whatever, there's always going to be something different. And they kind of told us it wasn't necessarily a reboot as so much as like a continuation. Yeah, more of a continuation of the story, um, because, you know, you have the you have the old characters that are there who are older um, and in different parts and times in their life and all that kind of stuff. So you can clearly see that there's, you know, some life from the old one in the new one, but I just like, kind of like you said, there wasn't, I didn't immediately feel attached to anybody besides bet. Like, but she's from the first half. So you can't, I can't really use that as like my, you know, like pitching post, but like with the new cast, there was just, I just wasn't an immediate, okay. I, I see you. I recognize, I identify something in you or I like something about you that's the character I'm going to kind of follow, you know, or that's who I like first. There wasn't mm-hmm. any of that. It just was just, yeah. I, don't know, I mean, blase. I don't know. It, it just, I don't I, know. Cause I mean, it opened with a, a bang. Let's just say, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you had the, the couple, which was Sophie and Danny, um, did not love them straight away. Oh, as we all. get, as we go through the rest of the season, it's clear why I just don't love them together. I mean, they're not good for each other. And it's one of those to where, even though, let's, I don't want to keep going back to the old one, but let's think about Bet and Tina. Because everybody was seeing these, oh, this is going to be the Bet and Tina couple. You know, this is how it's mm-hmm. going to start. But with them, even though they were bad for each other, we still wanted them together. Like, we knew they had shit that they had to work through and get through. But with Sophie and Danny, I could never figure it out why in the hell they were even together. Like, they were always arguing I never saw them be happy, to be honest with you. Even yeah. even when Danny proposes to her, they're not happy. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just, it just, it just really fell flat for me. I think with, especially with this is supposed to be the the quote unquote Bet and Tina mm-hmm. relationship type esque couple, but like even as far as chemistry goes, like between the two like characters, not the actresses, but the characters, no, like the characters, Danny, I, I love the actresses. I'm yeah, not gonna lie. Danny and Sophie, they just did not click. I mean, even in the sex scene, the sex scene, it just felt like, okay, it's here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. That's progressive. You know, it wasn't like, because I did not love the sex scenes or like thereof. Okay. Oh, no, it's just, <laughs> I, I mean, and then what's so interesting too is, 
compared to 20 years ago, the stuff they were doing 20 years ago is hella hotter than the stuff they're doing now. And there's more, sorry, pun in, that's no pun intended, but wiggle room yeah. for like anything else. So I, it just, nothing really, I didn't connect with anything in this show, like at all, besides the old cast. And then yeah. even like with Alice's storyline, eh, I, I, uh, it, yeah, I, I mean, didn't do anything for it. It fit for Alice, I thought, to have her yeah. on talk show. But honest to God, people, she was just Ellen. That was mm-hmm. it. She was Ellen. Um, I didn't like Alice. To me, Alice is actually the most settled of the three, which blew my mind. Yeah, um, you know, Alice was with Nat, and Nat's got two kids, but Nat also had this ex-wife. Gigi, who is, I will admit, now Gigi's hella fine, but that gets into a scenario of a throuple, which I don't have a problem with that. No. But it was just this odd dynamic on screen. Like, I kept feeling that I thought Alice and Gigi were probably going to hook up more than what Nat and Gigi were, but Nat and Gigi had this stuff and baggage they had to get through and get over. And spoiler alert, I mean, it ends up, it blows up in their face. And, you know, Alice just is like, I hope the, you know, hope the hell you two will be happy together and pieces out. But, you know, in the end, Nat ends up fighting for Alice. And I'm like, okay, gag me out, whatever. Uh, And don't get me wrong, I love, I love Nat. I love Stephanie Eileen, the one that played Nat. And I love Gigi. Gigi could be a fun character. To me, Gigi should have been a main caster. Like, that would have been fucking phenomenal. That was yeah. that was some lost potential right there in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um but still back to the end of that pilot episode. because well, we talked about Sophie and Danny, but the other two we had were um Finley and then Micah. And Micah is supposed to be the redo because of how shitty they did Max. So Micah is a trans man. Um Micah never really got a story for me. Like, I never... Okay, I thought I was the only one that thought that, too. Just because I was like, okay... I stopped watching after episode three, but I started reading recaps. And, like, he would probably pop in, like, every once in a while. And then that was it. So I was like, okay, well, yeah, there wasn't any transphobia, but you still didn't kind of follow a storyline... No. ...that was viable. Like, it just... The closest thing they got to a storyline with him is when he introduces Jose, who was his boyfriend, which literally that's all it was. You would see Micah pining over this dude or figure, trying to figure out the relationship. There was no interaction. Like, to me, he kind of felt separated from the other three, mm-hmm. even though he lived in the same damn house with there Sophie There was no and connection. Yeah. Besides yeah. the fact that they stayed in the same residence, that was it. There was no—he didn't integrate into their circle, like, at no. all. Like, it just— he was on it to me. It was like he was on the outside of the group looking in. Like and, it was, there go, was no going group. into that show. We were told that Danny and Micah were exes, and I assume that was, you know, pre his transition. But we never got to know any that of that. Never, yeah, that was never. And that played. that was, was the just... thing. Like Micah really had an issue with, and a, a lot of the trans people I know, you don't dead name them whatsoever. Don't call them by their by their, you know her previous name, whether it's male or female, um, they don't want to talk about usually before, but in the same time, if you're going to have, give us this instance of them being exes, you would think they would have had a little bit more chemistry, even as friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just, it was flat. It just didn't, the character to me didn't really connect. I mean, I can't speak for the transgender community, but at all, um, no, it, the, you know, we don't know if that, if he connected with anybody I mean, in that community, I just feel like it was just it. The character was great as far as you know the portrayal, but yeah, I, I, I love as, Leo Shang who plays. Yeah. I think Leo's fantastic. Yeah, as far as like the connection with Micah to the to the group, because the, even the old ones are kind of intermingled and intertwined with the the young ones. Somehow there was some mm-hmm. form of connect, and then. You know, Finley was kind of this middleman that connected everybody, but really and truly, there was no connection, you know, right. uh, with the older cast. So I think that kind of was weird um, because you're trying to have, you're trying to bring the new in with the old and mix it together to have, you know, some kind of successful cohesion. And 
you didn't do that. You didn't get it to where, I mean, yeah, okay, they showed up at a party. Or they showed yeah. up at, at and, uh, and Danny ends up, or, you know, becoming Bet's campaign manager, which is, <laughs> to me, is funny. I mean, yeah, we would love a Bet Porter mayor. But let's face it, Bet has got some skeletons way back in that closet. Bet it, can't oh, deal with her own <laughs> shit. What makes her think she's going to deal with somebody else's? Like, Bet, get your life together, madam. Yeah. You've been doing the same shit for like 50 years. Get it together. God damn. I'm telling you. But, I mean, all right. So let's touch on Finley. So we've got the, out of the new four, we got the three. So we got Sophie, Danny, we got Micah. Finley, I'm not going to lie. Prior to the show starting, I was like, Finley's going to be a hot mess. Finley's going to be my favorite. First episode, Finley was my favorite. Finley is straight up some comedy relief in the beginning. But you do, she was the only one that I had a little sympathy for. But then she shut that all to hell later on. Um, Because she is very, we never got to see it. We just saw her never talk about her family. We knew there was something very religious from her background. By the way, she would act. But, and she ends up dating a hot priest. I mean, this isn't Fleabag, but there was a hot piece. Hello, Olivia Thrillby. She was played Rebecca. But um, when she finds out she's a priest, like, Finley goes off the deep end. So that was our first clue that there was something wrong with religion. You know, there was something. And I assume she had an uber-religious family. But like I said, we only assume. We don't get to see any of this or know what it is. Nobody ever worked through any type of issues whatsoever. No. None. Nope. But yeah. Well, I think it was like we got a, you know, a a back, a little, little nugget of a backstory. And then, okay, well, we get that. And that kind of explains why this person is the way that they are. Mm -hmm. But you're missing that filler to connect the two, you know, past to present, you know, without knowing the. We're missing that piece to make us care about them. Exactly. Because it's like everybody's got a backstory. I mean, not downplaying anybody's backstory, but like everybody's got one. There's certain things within somebody's backstory that you connect with and or identify with. And that's what connects you to the character and the story that they're trying to tell. And so it just, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was just, it was different. It was very different. Mm -hmm. Show is different than the original and, and, and it, it and we is do, really different we definitely realize you know this is 10 years later a decade later uh, when you say times have changed times have changed mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of you got to be politically correct and i'm i can't say that the original wasn't politically correct but they did some shitty things yeah but <laughs> i mean i don't know where you want to fall into that we don't want to get too much into that but i mean there's a, a you know political correctness that is taken over. Um, I'm not saying that's good or that's bad because I feel like we need to take into consideration everybody when we're to- talking about things. Um, but they played it a little too safe. And that was the whole yeah. great thing when we first watched it is they would push those boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't see anything that was like, I never had an, Oh my God moment watching all eight episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None. Yeah. Um, I I mean, the to, I mean, we might as well discuss the reason why I stopped watching after the third episode. Yeah. So, and I know, hate watched it. Didn't pay for it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, I just I started reading about it. I was like, I'm not even gonna no. So, news that probably around the third or fourth episode, um, you know, everybody's talking about you know all the different old characters that are coming back from the original show and how they could possibly have them come into the mm-hmm. show and, you know, fit right in and all that stuff. So, you know, everybody's talking about that. And around that third or fourth episode, this one of the writers does a... Or it was the showrunner. Showrunner. Excuse. It was Marja. The showrunner did an interview and was talking about how they can't bring back Sarah Shahi's character because of the, you know, political climate that we're in. At now, not really the best choice of words, but... You know, so everybody's like, wait, you, what do you mean you can't bring Sarah Shahi back as Carmen? Like, that's a very beloved character. That is like the, that like is, her and Helena are the two everybody wants back. Yeah, mm. that's a beloved character. Okay. Furthermore, the actress has been advocating for this reunion really since Jump. So, yeah. you know, 
you and the fans, you know, again, fans loved her character. Obviously, we loved her character. Like, everybody wanted to see what could possibly happen with Charmin, especially since at the end of season six, the original show, you know, or at the end, excuse me, around in, in season six of the, sh- the original show, um, you know, when uh, uh, Jenny's cleaning out Shane's closet and, you know, they're basically showing the different seasons of outfits for Shane. So, yeah, like season one Shane, season two Shane. Da, 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 da. Which also coincides with Shane's women. Same, exactly. <laughs> Shane's women at the time. So, um you know, she goes to season one, which is Sherry Jaffe, and, you know, Shane's like, whatever, toss it, cool, whatever, we're moving on. Didn't bat an eye, no big deal, whatever. And then she goes to Carmen, with mm-hmm. season Shane. And, you know, she's like, oh, Carmen. And she's like, well, you know, it's all ready to throw it out. And Shane's like, no, 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 no. I, she's like, I'm not ready to, to throw Jenny's that. Jenny's trying I'm to not convince ready to her. Or something. Like that, she says. She say like, I'm not ready to throw her away. She said, I'm not like throwing that. her away, and she yeah. takes it from Jenny and hangs it back in the closet. Yeah. So you know, so there you, you had that particular like moment, and then again, just because we love the character, like that was a beloved character. Borderline obsession with Sarah Shahi aside, if you look back on the different you know uh, or couples of the O word, Charmin was a very well beloved one. So. Right. You know, and so the showrunner's like, well, we can't bring her back because we don't want a... um, uh, Let me me throw, I know the exact phrasing of this. So Marge is doing the interview, and the interviewer, which was an auto-straddle interview, I'll go ahead and tell you, asked her, uh, they were talking about different people that were coming back or that they would love to have back or whatever. And so she mentions Sarah Shahi or whatever, and Marge said, I tried. She said she pitched it to her writers, and, you know, the writers said absolutely not because Sarah herself is not Mexican. She is Spanish, and she is uh, Persian. So they they don't want to write for her because she's not Mexican. Now, look, I get you should hire whatever the ethnicity is of your character that you should hire that person to play it 100%. But you can't hold that against her from 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. That is well, my, and, my opinion. And you that, can fix oh, it. If you're a good writer, you can you. fix it. Thank you. That that's my biggest gripe with it is the fact that you're a writer. It's a fictional show. Figure out a way around it. Okay. Literally. So news broke. Me and Annette were losing our ever-loving mind. Straight up. And we came up with, like, at least six different ways that they could have wrote Sarah back in as Carmen and explain Mm -hmm. basically how she grew up. Easy. We're not writers. I mean, we don't have any type of formal training. I mean, hell, we don't don't write anything. We have to for work, and most of that is insurance terms. So that Mm -hmm. ain't going to do nothing. Like, (laughs) it's, it's... We don't know anything about this. And one sentence could cover up everything. If you wanted to get a little more detail, like, you know, how we were talking about how you had these backstories and there was no detail, if you wanted to get detailed, we could get detailed just off, based off of one sentence. Hit him with the sentence in that. So, super simple. Alright, so Carmen reappears. She's having lunch with maybe the original three, maybe just Shane, whatever. Something comes to the table with bacon on it and she says, oh, no, thank you. I don't eat pork. And they're like, what? Conversation stems. And she lets them know, yeah, did 23andMe or Ancestry, whatever. Turns out I'm not Mexican. I'm actually Persian. I was adopted and never told. Boom, done. Done. Easy. And you can expound from there. I mean, you could, I mean, you could even, there's all kinds of different ways that you could explain this, but simple, super simple. And we're not writers. And that would have allowed you to open the door for her to come back. I mean, it's not difficult. I don't understand why you couldn't come up with something. Like, no. And then furthermore, you had, it was it was interesting because on Twitter, you had people who were of Mexican descent. And they were like, I'm cool with it. Like, I don't yeah. have a problem. Like, you know, so there is no problem. 
I just find it was very lazy that they couldn't. They were like, nope, we're not going to do it. If you don't want to do it, then just say you don't want to do it. Like, they'll come up with some BS excuse of, oh, uh, you know, we we didn't want to, you know, deal with the political correctness of yesteryear or whatever to try to bring it into the future. Don't come at me with that bullshit. Thank like, you. sometimes, you know, I get political correctness and everything, and we don't get too, too, too political on this show, but, like... Look, in this thing, way back in ten, 10 years ago, they had the opportunity when they cast her, they could have made that character Persian right then. They could have made her Spanish right then. Yep. That's not what happened. You know... She was yeah. played Mexican, and some people want to be like, "Well, she should have never taken that role." You know what? Shut up. Nobody right? else could have played Carmen. Nobody. Nope. Yep. And it, honestly, it's like when you're a person of color and you're looking for some form of representation, you may not be able to get it exactly how you want to get it. It just is what it is, you know. So, and the political climate back then wasn't uncommon for people of a different ethnicity to play, you know, Another a different ethnicity. ethnicity. I mean. A lot of times Hispanic people were cast as Arabic people mm-hmm. or, you know, or, you know, if they have dark colored skin, you know, you might be Arabic and be cast as Native American. Like, I mean, it just that's just kind of how it was. I mean, it is still kind of is today. Like, is it getting better? Yes. They're working on it. Is there a long way to go? Yes. You know, but there in this particular fictional show. Okay. Especially with the way the technology is now, those 23me and Ancestry.com or whatever the hell they are. There's an explanation for everything, damn mm-hmm. near. And y'all could have come up with one and could have included her in there because really and truly, I mean, honestly, I was, I really and truly was watching Generation Q just because I wanted to see what was going to happen with the old cast. Like what, mm-hmm. what happened since season six and where they are today, like, at this point, and it might be insulting to some people or whatever, but at this point, I would be okay with like a TV movie and wrap it up. Like I don't, I don't think <laughs> well, it, like, it is. It has been picked up for season two. Yeah, I do know that. And, and congratulations! I just <laughs> good I don't, for you. I <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see well, it happening, man. <laughs> since we're on Carmen, let's segue that into Shane, because yeah. Shane's the. One of the original trio we ain't talked about. We talked about Alice a little bit. We touched a little bit on Bet. We'll go back. But Shane. Shane shows up in a private jet. And Shane naturally bangs through this in her brand new Hollywood Hills mansion. So at this point, Shane's still Shane, but Shane got more money. (laughs) Shane's a Shane with money. Like, that's the difference. You know, Shane's still doing the same shit. You know, a little different. I I will say. Shane, when, we found out Shane has a wife. Yes, when we found out Shane was married, I did have a jaw drop. Yeah, moment. But at the same time, I was glad too. Like I was just like, "What the hell?" And then I think I texted you, didn't I? And I was mm-hmm. like, "Dude, Shane has a wife or something like that." Uh, and yeah, so I mean, kudos to y'all for that because. I did ask when we were talking about what we wanted out of the stud of the new series. We did ask, we did uh, say that having her develop and not just be the Shane of yesteryear. Right. That was one of the issues that we had. And I'm glad that they, they did give her a little bit more wisdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and she wasn't as Shane as she was back in the day. But Shane is still Shane, is still Shane, is still Shane, is still Shane. Right. And I mean, here's the thing. I I don't know if you met Shane's wife or not. I did. Um, <laughs> I love Shane's wife. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Kiara, who's played by Lex Scott Davis. And, like, stupid fine. I'll just be right up with you. But it turns out the reason that they're getting – it's an impending divorce. They're separated. is because Kiara wants kids and Shane doesn't. And it's one of those things to where, I guess, we don't know how quick they got married. From what we understand, they met in Paris, walked around, and I feel like it was one of those things, oh, let's get married. But we don't know because we didn't get that exposition from the back. Um, But when we do meet Kiara, we find out she is pregnant. She's already pregnant. And she, she actually tells Shane that, look, I want to be with you, but you don't have to be the other parent. And I was like, how's this going to work? 
I mean, literally, she was going to have this kid raise it on her own, but she still wanted to be with Shane. And Shane's like, but Shane was like me, like, what the fuck? You know? Kiara does tell her, she's like, listen, I don't need you. I just want you. And you know what? That was probably my favorite line from the whole damn series, (laughs) because I've always said, I don't want to need nobody. I'm just going to want them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, like, that's spot on, dude. Like, um, I the Shane getting being married thing, I seriously it still throws me for a loop. Yeah. It's like, really? <laughs> but um yeah, it could have been one of those fly by night Vegas type mm-hmm. weddings, you know. Um but and then there was those points where you could really see that she actually really did love her. So I would oh, would have been nice to know how long they were married. You mm-hmm. know, if they had some years or even That's a year, true. you know. Something between one to three years, if they would have had something in there, um, I think it would have been kind of interesting to see um, that Shane was able to have a sustainable relationship for longer than, you know, six months. Right. So uh, that would have been that would have been really cool to see. But I just that opportunity is just slipping through their fingers. And I'm just like, good God, people, can somebody have a revelation over the break before you write season two i hope so i hope we get some new writers in that room like something man i mean bring helena back okay so we you know we were talking about everybody the old cast new you know bet she's doing her political thing um she you know is bet and so you know she can't keep it in her pants so bet and tina are not together in this which we kind of knew but we didn't know how tina was not going to be there yeah, so, you know, of course, way back when we found out that uh, the actress wasn't going to be back, so everybody was speculating on, you know, how they're going to write Bette and Tina's... And, I was hoping Tina was dead, to be I don't think Tina was dead. Yeah, I did too. Um, it would have been interesting to see Widow Bet. Yeah. But, um, that was kind of what we were thinking. Um, and, you know, there was different theories for everything, and uh, so finally, in the episode that uh basically Beth's scandal um comes out mm-hmm. or whatever uh tina shows up and of course we're like oh my god it's Beth and tina yeah. oh my god it's ty Bet. oh my and god they still, yeah, you have look, those moments lo- love the show or not Beth and tina mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. have the chemistry i was all in for those scenes i ain't gonna lie jennifer Beals and laura holloman ridiculous kid like it that is some, that's some clinic type chemistry, man. <laughs> like, holy shit. Like, oh my God. Um, and after all of these years, they've never been in anything together. No. Oh, the two actresses have never been in anything together since the L word. So it was like, oh God, are they going to, is it going to be stiff? Is it going to be weird? I mean, y'all, it was so palpable when Beth yeah. opened the door and they connected. Oh, I'm, I'm, uh- like, we, oh me and Beth both lost our breath. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I was like, oh my god, like I'm I'm tearing, and I don't tear, man. Like that is not me. I don't cry. Um, but uh, yeah, I was like, oh my god, and th- this was just a look. There was there was n- it was a look, and Tina says hi or hi Beth or something like mm-hmm. that. And you know, I didn't even watch the episode. I just went in. No, I text, and I, went to all I text the you bets. and yeah. you said I'm just yeah. watching Ben Tina. <laughs> That's all yeah. you need. I bet scenes. Not, I don't even know what even happened that episode, but uh, yeah, like their chemistry is just off the chain. It's ridiculous. Um, but but you know, back to what we were just talking about. Yeah, Tina was in. You know, Helena. Helena's rich. You, a rich character can literally show up anyway. at any point in a story. I mean, hell, even if they're dead, for some reason, rich people that are dead always have, seem to be haunting people. So, you know, creepy-ass mansions and junk. But, um, you know, after rich people come back in any way, shape, or form you could possibly think of. So, Helena, easy. That's a slam dunk. Just be like, oh, uh, and, and she look, needed another investor. Boom, I'm, Helena. I don't see myself... You know, watching season two but i'm gonna keep up because rachel shelley who was helena has been doing interviews like she's done an interview with eileen she's done it with part of the cast you know she's really been you know putting it out there for diva magazine over in the uk and 
I feel like we may, she may pop up. And let me tell you something. If she pops up, I'll tune in for that episode or two. Yeah. I mean, but at this Don't point, you. the only way I would watch another season of it is to give me Helena and Carmen. Yeah. I mean, I mean here's my, my thing is, I need Carmen. I don't care how you do it. <laughs> I just don't. need her. Yeah, I just need her in it. So season two, that's going to have to drag me back in to watch the full season. Now, if there is an episode where she only pops up for the one, you know, Helena pops the one, then I'll watch the one episode. But well, um, it's, it's depending I, I don't know. I'm just not there yet. We'll have, have to show me something. Not, but Tina, which come to find out, Tina had actually left Bet. And I was like, say what now? After they fought so hard to be together. But Tina really did. She gave a pretty impassioned speech and talking about how there was never any room for her. There was no air for her. And let's face it. If you were Bette Porter, you're going to be second fiddle, okay? You just are. Um, but she lost herself a bet. And that I, I bought that reasoning. I kind of I, – I, I could see that happening with those two as all consumed as they were. Um, but – um, and Bet has we ain't even talked talked about Angie yet, which is probably mm-hmm. the best character of the new series. Really? She's, She's the, the only one that got one. sense. Right? <laughs> Jesus. Ugh. Uh, she was Angie. Yeah. Uh huh. Angie. That it's so cool to see like, you know, their baby daughter mm-hmm. is, you know, a teenager and uh, you know, she has like I said we, she said we have she has her shit together for the part. You know, besides, you know, typical teenage things, of course. Um, and, uh, but the relationship that Angie has with her mothers is very mm-hmm. cool. I loved how they have a very, in- it's interesting because, like, yeah, while Bet is. Bet because mm-hmm. Tina's in New York, but at the end of this season one, Tina's and the new woman are supposed to be moving to California. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All right, guys, just, you know what? Just have Ty Bet get back together. That's you know, what I Tina. Like. I'm like, don't. Get some self esteem. Like, they have stayed God. together. Uh, yeah. Or just, or, you know, I don't know. Have them be like how you guys had Shay, where they're just like kind of separated, you know? Mm-hmm. That would work too. Um, but I do love like the relationship between Angie and her moms, you know, especially since, you know, Bet is very alphabet and. She's not, not really like that with her. She kind of knows. I mean, she has her moments, you know. Don't get me wrong. Every parent has the time to to the nth degree, and they lose themselves for a second. But um, you know, her relationship with her daughter is really cool to watch because the, not soft, but soft. You know, she's it, very soft and make, caring. She with makes, her. and then you look at you know, it makes Beth human. A bet human. I mean, yeah, exactly. It, yeah, it yeah. humanizes I mean, her yeah. because, let's face it, we all have this just alpha, badass bitch. But when it comes to the people she loves, Bet is a big old softy. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to her daughter, she's going to fight tooth and nail for her. But Angie's also the one, she can manage her mom, which cracks yeah. me up. Like when Bet was feeling all sorry for herself because she, you know, lost the um, election, Angie's the one that's like, yo, 20 minutes, get your clothes on, and she takes her ass out, and she takes her up on this hike or whatever, and she's like, now scream, and Beth's like, what? She's like, I took scream. She's like, sometimes I come up here, and we find out, spoiler alert, this is where they spread some of Kit's ashes, because Kit is dead. How are they gonna play her like that? But anyway, we ain't even gonna get, we still get a sidetracked on Kit yet, we still on Angie. But yeah, Angie's just as able to get her mother up and make her do shit. And I dig that. Angie, Angie yeah. is Angie's probably my favorite character from the all of Gen Q. Yeah, I can totally agree with that. Um, and then her relationship with Tina, you know, is what we would expect from Tina. Um, so, uh, yeah, Angie, they did a great job with her. I love where they where they had her. You know, just she has the different strengths of her mother's, but she's still her, her own individual. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, she's, you know, it's, it's a battle when you have, you know, super alpha, you know, bet, you know, or just, you know, being around her mother and, you know, and then you got Tina's softness, you know, cause let's face it, Tina, 
Tina is soft. Like, mm-hmm. we'll just be real. Tina's soft as hell. <laughs> um, so, you know, so it's just like, it, she has, she has the mix of the two. And, uh, you know, so I, I really like that character, um, out of the new cast. That probably, I, I could agree, is probably my favorite out of the new cast, mm-hmm. even though she's technically not new, but she was a baby when the show ended. Right. So, I guess I technically count. <laughs> uh, like who else? Uh, who else was mentioned? Um, that's it, right? Yeah. Let's see, we'll find out what happened to Kit. Uh, she was dead. Let's see. The the I'm only time we see we see so. Helena pop up on Shane's phone because oh my god, apparently Shane's a canon Pisces. Y'all, I'm a Pisces and I am not messy like that. Okay. <laughs> me me and. And Natalie are both Pisces. You know, we 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 were not about that when Shane ended up being a canon Pisces. We're like, uh, no, this can't happen. Yeah, it's not happening. But um, what that I mean, a Libra? you're a Libra. Thank you don't know, girl. <laughs> September twenty eighth. That's Libra, right? I think so. But I mean, I, we I we saw I'm Helena pop up. Yes. So Helena is still apparently friends because she wishes her happy birthday. And was there anybody we missed? I don't I think so. Think of, um, oh, we forgot. Oh, sorry. We thing. Um, miss anybody? Oh yeah. Um, uh, it, they're not old, but uh, the uh, Tess and those other chicks' names. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got so because here's the thing: you had the four main ones, but then we got. So the four main, the three original, and then Angie, who kind of falls in between of them there. Um, we yeah. got to see Tina. We ended up finding out about Kit. God rest her soul. Um, but then we would get these secondary characters, and that's how, um, like, Nat, even Alice's girlfriend, Nat, and then Gigi. They, were, they weren't part of the main, and they weren't always in every episode, but they kind of floated around the main characters. So Shane, with all her mega, mega money... Um, because she sold this hair hair salon, which I don't know how many she had. I don't know how she got there because we know Sherry didn't give her the money no more. So uh-huh. anyway, Shane comes in. This got me. Ends up buying a bar because there's no fact. This isn't just fictional. There are no lesbian bars left in Los Angeles. Um, or and really they had, much of anywhere. Yeah, but Nashville, we still have one. One, you know. Um so there, there really are an anomaly and not, you know, we're losing our spaces. Um, and on one hand, I see, okay, yeah, we're getting more integrated into the rest of the cultures, but I, you still need those. For me, I still feel like we need those queer spaces, those lesbian spaces, the gay, you know, we can all intermingle, but we still need those predominantly queer for me. Um, because as I have learned the newer generation of LGBTQ people don't necessarily know their history and how we had to fight for those spaces. But that's a whole other tangent. So anyway, uh, Shane ends up buying this bar that used to be a lesbian bar, but then turns out it just got co-opted into a regular bar. And that's where Tess, who's played by Jamie Clayton, who I love Jamie Clayton. Love Jamie Clayton. Um, so, love Jamie Clayton, but Tess, who is an actual trans actress, was actually playing a cis female in the show, which, you know, I just, that wasn't explicitly stated until later in some interview I read. I was like, okay, cool. And then Lena was her girlfriend, which, whew, I really wanted more out of Lena because that was played by Mercedes Mason. And God, let me tell y'all, that is... That's a favorite of mine, as Ashley can tell you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, um, so they end up, Shane ends up buying, buying this bar. But first of all, we knew it was going to be bad because as soon as she laid eyes on Lena, let's say that Lena is Carmen Light, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's, there's, there's some similarities there. And as soon as Shane met her, mm-hmm. Shane was feeling some type of way. Oh, yeah. So we knew we, we was about to get some hookup. But, the, you know, you feel bad for Tess, but, I, you know, I wasn't mad at me going to be able to see, you know, Lena 
in a sex scene. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, you know, I ain't trying to be dirty about it, but I just wasn't mad about it. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, buys this bar. They go through the whole process. Shane ends up, you know, cut, well, I think be- better Alice one told her not to shit where she eats, but uh, uh-huh. probably both of them at some point. So hooks up with Lena. Lena and Tess end up breaking up. It's a whole big deal. But anyway, Shane still bought this bar. And she turns it back into a queer space. It's a lesbian bar. And y'all, I ain't gonna lie. When they, I knew it was coming because I had figured it out from a trailer. But I still cried when they dropped that name on us. They named it Dana's. I can't help it, y'all. That I mean, Dana Fairbanks will forever be the number one for me. And I, like it was so appropriate. And then when they actually filmed that, Aaron Daniels, who was Dana, surprised the other three when they were like doing the big group shot out there. And there's video and photos on everybody's Instagram. And it was just one of those things. It was like, <sighs> I hate y'all, but y'all really hate y'all really hurt my heart right now. Slow <laughs> in your feels, man. And I was. Yeah, I and I think it was I think you were texting me mm-hmm. that uh, they had named uh, the bar Dana. So I was like, oh, and then um, I think you had on Instagram the videos and stuff. So I was like, okay, you know that's super cool um, that they did that. But uh, uh, yeah, man, oh god, you know, like I remember I was in college and uh, mm-hmm. it's probably that was like two thousand eight, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and there there was. A lesbian bar, probably like what, six miles from campus, mm-hmm. and Thursday nights were college night. It would, oh my god, it was so much fun. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, and it was kind of cool because apparently, like the, I don't know if it was the owner or daughter of or something. There was a form of connect, but one of the owners or their family members thing had uh. They had been involved in a lot of gay rights movements during the 60s and 70s. And so, the oh, God, what was the name? name of it? I can't think of the name right now, um, but it was historic. And it was just such a great experience, especially when you're that young and, you know, trying to figure some shit out. Um, having that your own space. Exactly. To try to explore that. Um, that's very beneficial. And... And it was cool that Shane was trying to bring something like that back. And I wish more people would bring stuff like that back yeah. because, you know, while while the community is becoming more inclusive, um, it is still nice to have those spaces that are for you, if that makes sense. Right. You know, so, um, I don't know, when I go to Nashville, you got to check out that bar you're talking about. Yeah, look, girl, it's, and like said, it, it's a yet. tiny little bar, um, and it's got an expansion built onto it because – I'll fill you in when you get to come out here, but yeah, it's, it's still, it's one of those places where I don't, I'm not gonna lie. I hardly ever go. I mean, hell, I live an hour and a half out of town now, but, um, it's still, when you go, you just feel like you're home, whether you know anybody's there or not, because you're like, okay, I'm in a, I'm safe. Yeah. I got, I don't know. What else are we missing in it? Like, uh, let's see. Uh, see, we've gone through the characters. We've gone through like the tertiary characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, see, that's the thing. So you can kind of started, tell it just was not that great. If yeah, we can't we started even about, out, like, we did like bets. We touched on bets, little, um, scandal. Like, I don't feel like we have to get too involved in any of that. Cause no. I mean, Danny's family, you know, yeah, all that. We just don't like it. Um, so side, like, I don't got, God, I don't know. It just, I'm not gonna put this in. It just didn't fucking work, dude. Like, it's just so... It just felt very hodgepodgey. It was very hodgepodgey. I would like to talk about the lack of fire in the sex scenes. Like, I hated them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the sex scenes were pretty tame. I was like, dude, this this is showtime and this is it. Like, I don't feel no kind of way. Sorry, I don't. I don't need emotional or anything else. Nothing. I had nothing. When we're talking about sex scenes, I'm not talking about nudity. Trust me, I don't need nudity for it to be hot. Sensuality um, is he is same, hotter than nudity. Like, I'm just, you know, I know you hate it, but the fucking disobedient sex scene, yes, that worked for me, okay? And you know what? 
they leave the clothes on, okay? And if you go back and even think about the original L word, we never saw Bette naked. No. And she had the hottest sex scenes. Oh, but like, yeah. We never saw any skin. You might see an abdomen or a shoulder or something, but you didn't see the skin. It was about the connection. It was about the two people that were involved. The hottest thing that they had on here was Gigi Alice and that. And even that, I was like, I want to see, I really wanted to see more Gigi. Because I'm not going to lie, as much as I was looking forward to that Shane and Lena rock, it was like, eh. I, I was yeah. like, meh. Nothing. There just wasn't the chemistry. Rebecca and Finley had the most chemistry, I would say, out of anybody that was banging it out. Even, you know, Bet with, I don't even remember the woman's name. Yeah. You know. No. But that just didn't do it for me. uh, Finley and Rebecca, I was like, that's solid. Um, But I just liked Rebecca. Rebecca was a character. To me, that was a good person, good character. You could have done a lot with her just and not made her just to serve Finley, in my opinion. Um, that because Rebecca was good people and Finley dismissed her and I was pissed and gave up on that one. Um, but then, you know, surprise, Finley and Sophie hook up. I was like, saw, whoop, guess that was happening. But, you know, it just. But was it technically a hookup, like, for real, for real? Yeah, it was. For real, for real. Finley uh, ends up telling... Who does she tell? Because it started, then they stopped, and then we don't see with the rest of what happened. And I feel... I don't know if she said something to Shane. I don't know. I feel like she told somebody, or I dreamed it one... Because I was like, <laughs> I was under the impression it stopped, but from what she said, it did not stop. Because she said I hooked up with Sophie. No. Hmm. And yeah, and so oh. at the end of it, you know, Sophie's literally making Sophie's choice. Is she going to go for Danny or her family? <laughs> <laughs> Sophie's choice. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing: oh, Danny God. wanted her to go to Hawaii with her to get married. And Finley was going back to Missouri to something we ain't got to find out all her story about at all. And then Sophie's in the airport, so it's like, is she going to go to Hawaii? She going to go to Missouri. You know what, Soph? You go on to Missouri. I'm going to meet Danny up in Hawaii, because I'll be there on Wednesday. Maybe she's so still I, there. <laughs> I'll be there to come. Okay. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, just... Yeah, the I'm kind of heartbroken that this did not the way that I wanted yeah. it to work out. That, and that's the thing. like We knew for a fact that the stories were not going to go how we thought they would. Because we knew they were sure. going to zig and zag and throw us a curveball here or there. But we, honest to God, thought we're still going to have the heat. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. But I just, the just heat wasn't there. hot. Yeah. And I wonder it's if... Okay. It, and I do like I've turned it on myself because I'm not so self-centered to think that, you know, the world revolves around me, believe True. it or not. And so I've, I've decided that this iteration of the L word is not for those of us that watched the original. This is not for yeah. us. Mm-hmm. They wanted to bring us in, hopefully because of the three, Alice, Bet, and Shane, they knew Bet was going to get a lot of views. And they thought, okay, this will give us an already established audience. But they made it for the newer generation. And I'm not going to say that's a bad thing because I've met some people, the the younger ones, that they really do like it and they love it. They found somebody they can connect with. So I've resigned myself to the fact that this just isn't for me. Um, I don't, uh, so I'm not engaged with it. I don't tweet about it anymore. I don't really talk about it. And it's, Anybody that I know that watched the original when the original aired are all in the same boat. I can't say everybody. I'm just saying those that I personally know. We've all had yeah. the same discussion. It's not It's not for us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's fine. I think that's kind of cool. It's kind of like, um, you know, the different TV shows and stuff that are coming out, you know, like Girl Meets World versus Girl Meets World, which is what I grew up watching. 
um, She-Ra, you know, the 80s cartoon is how it's done today. It's more for kids today. It's the same I'm not gonna lie. characters. I love, and the, I love same... the new iteration of She-Ra. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just the same characters. It's all the same stuff that, you know, made the show what it is, but it's just a different take on that. And, you know, and it's good because that way, you know, and maybe it's making good memories for people who were us 20 years ago. You know right. what I mean? Like there's, there's that, that's a, that's a great thing. And they need to keep doing what they're doing. I just, it's just not for me. And, you know, Annette, I just touched on this, but I was one of those people too, where I was like, because I saw the original and how I connected with it, while there's these older characters in there to try to connect me to it's just I'm in that place in my my life. I'm not. It, there's. It just there wasn't a connect there. And nope. fine, you know, I am getting older. You know, and then even people who may have been older when the show aired, you know, they're in a different place in their life too. Maybe they just don't give a fuck about either. You know, <laughs> so like, yeah, you know, so it's I, it's to each their own. Um, you know, if you take anything out of this, yeah, we had our criticisms and stuff, um, but there were some things that we really enjoyed about it as well. Um, you know, just seeing how much we've progressed is, is a nice thing uh, to have witnessed with this show. Did they take it a little far sometimes? A little bit, yep. but, you know, hey, it is what it is. It's the climate we're in. Um, and then just, I think, the, the original will always have a special place in my heart that I can't make any room for the newer iteration. Um, but that's just my opinion. Annette has her opinion about it, too. It's just, she did, the connect just wasn't there for us. Nope. So, enjoyed it. Great. Um, you know, we, I mean, we'll probably see some things pop up here and there just because of the different people we follow on Twitter and stuff. So, oh, yeah. you know, we'll get the news as things progress in Season 2 and everything. And if you know, we know how we feel about this, but if something happens in season two that it becomes really great, you know what? Mm-hmm. We'll take another shot. And if they yeah. give us Carmen, you know what? I'm we'll open. talk about you all day. I'm open. <laughs> yeah, I'm open. Give me Carmen. I will definitely be open. But until then, I need word to go and, and right. watch uh, season two when it finally does happen. But um, I think that's a pretty good place to, to call it a day. Um, yep. So, uh, you know, again our review of Generation Q. Um, we were super excited when we first heard about this and everything, and um, you know, it just wasn't for us, and that's fine. Um, you know, we'll see about Season 2. This is what people tell us to do, if we should watch it or not. Um, you know, really good friends that, that love a lot of this stuff, too, so they'll keep us in the loop, just some of the different people we follow and, and some of the news sources and whatever things that we, we check and surf through, but um, you know, as always, you guys, we do appreciate you listening to us. Um, this is the I Can Ship It pod. Uh, you can read, see us, or excuse me, you can find us on our Anchor page at anchor.fm slash I Can Ship It pod. Um, of course, any other podcast streaming services that you use, we are probably on there, most of them. Uh, so, of course, we've got new stuff coming out, so just keep an eye out for that. Uh, again, I Can Ship It pod. I'm Ashley. Never know. And that's going to do it. Thanks, guys. Bye.